I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Madeline Adams. And on tonight's show, we'll look back at the Rage and Cajun baseball season that was, as you will, failed to make it to the NCAA regionals after losing in their conference tournament semifinals. And we will hear from head coach Matt Deggs on what is ahead for this baseball team as the future continues to look bright, but hard work still remains to achieve those goals. Plus, Raging Cajun football returns to campus as the team begins summer workouts in advance of the team's training camp and opening game with uh, some school in Austin. Yeah. Longhorns, maybe. Also, yeah. we'll chat with UL softball head coach Jerry Glasgow about the end to the Cajun softball season. He'll offer his perspective on the year that was like no other. That is later in the show. But first, let's talk some baseball. What do you say? After tying the game in the bottom of the ninth inning against the Sunbelt Relief Pitcher of the Year, Louisiana could not walk off Georgia Southern as it fell in 11 innings in the semifinal of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. 3-2 the final. With the Sunbelt Relief Pitcher of the Year on the bump in the ninth, Louisiana able to add a run on a fielder's choice from Ben Fitzgerald. Following the run, though, Louisiana unable to do anything with the runners on first and second and no outs. In the top of the 11th, the Eagles scored a run on a bunt single, giving them a 3-2 advantage. The Cajuns did not respond in the bottom half of the frame. And so their season come to an end with that 3-2 loss. So with this season being head coach Matt Degg's first full season at the helm of the Cajuns, he reflected after the game on what he can take away from this year to build off of for 2022. We've got to improve. You know, we're not where this program needs to be. And, uh, you know, I think we've taken a step towards that. Uh, but this is a... This is a program that needs to be fighting for a regional and super regional every year. And, uh, you know, that's where we need to get back to. We've got uh, we've got to improve in just about every facet. But I like the way that we competed, played, worked. Uh, but we've got to keep getting better. All right, still to come on Inside Cajun Nation, the football team returns to the field as the offseason workouts ramp up for Coach Billy Napier's crew. And what this team will try to achieve over the next few summer months, that's coming up after the break. Stay with us on Inside Cajun Nation. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust alongside my tag team partner, Madeline <laughs> Adams. Time now to talk some college football. The Cajuns entering phase six of their eight phase regimen as they begin summer football. UL has a guided plan to get through this part of the offseason. All of it in preparation for that first game versus Texas in Austin to start the 2021 season. 33 new players will be a part of this summer workout. The Cajuns call it the regimen. They will train for four weeks, take four or five days off, and repeat that prior to training camp. It's a process that has worked in the past, and this season head coach Billy Napier does not expect anything less. He says the players must commit to this 2021 squad. Now, this will be the first opportunity for our rookies 
uh, and veterans to work together and really, you know, this 21 team to start uh, shaping itself uh, and coming together. You know, what, what are, you know, who are we? What do we believe in? What do we have convictions about? I think we've got to start with the intangible things and really control the controllables. Um, you know, we'd like to think that we're a little bit old school and blue collar here. We earn everything that we've gotten. Um, that'll continue to be that, you know, the same way going forward. All right, so there's more to come on this show. I sit down with Jerry Glasgow in a season recap of the Cajuns softball year. And Coach Glasgow talks about the future of the program. That is next on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust alongside the head coach of the Raging Cajun softball program. It's Jerry Glasgow. And Coach, thanks so much for some time to talk a little bit about the season and kind of wrap things up, if you will. And uh, let's just start where it ended in the NCAA regionals. Uh, your overall assessment of your team's performance in that Baton Rouge region. Uh, you know, the, we had the goal of winning the regional. That was like, that was something we had to accomplish, we thought, and, and wanted to accomplish and thought we would accomplish. And so we fell short. And so that's always disappointing when you, you know, you fall short of your ultimate goal. But you know, if you look at the entire season and the way the girls battled through a lot of adversity, you know, even from COVID testing two and three times a week. And I heard some of the girls say they ended up with over taking over 50 tests. Uh, and you think about that at 50 mornings that they had to get out of bed early and show up, you know, early, have something rammed up their nose. It's kind of painful and not a pleasant experience to go through on top of you know, just 50 days that you get out of bed early and make 50 trips and then go through the pain of that test. And then the, the stress after they take that test, all 50 tests, like you're always worried about a false positive coming up. I mean, you may feel perfect, but you realize it's like a pretty high percentage of false positives show up. And so kids are scared of that because the minute they get a false positive, they know they're going to be out for a number of days as well. So, was, you know, it seems like a simple thing taking a COVID test, but when you combine it 50 times, you think about waking up 15, 20 minutes early, getting, you know, dressed, getting your hair fixed, going into the the room and walking in and going through the line and signing up and, you know, getting it up your nose and then going back home. And that's, that's a, like 50 hours of extra work they did during the season. So it, it's a, it was, you know, it was just a unique season wearing a face mask, um, learning how to conduct yourself in a safe way, not being able to go out, you know, to restaurants and stuff normal. These kids dealt with a lot of stress this year. And then on top of that, we just, you know, the amount of injuries we had was something you could have never predicted. And they handled it so good. It's, you know, especially after we got going through the season, they just played through injury after injury and new lineup after new lineup. And that's something that Matt could look up this summer. I'd like to know how many different starting lineups we used. But I, I would guess out of, you know, 58 games that we probably used a different lineup 35, 40 times. Uh, and I would guess that the positions that they played even more than that. So really a, a, a neat season in that sense. And the kids achieved a lot. And, you know, anytime you're, you know, you end up 47 and 12, you're ranked in the top, top 10 at the beginning of the year, even top 20 all year. And then you're, you know, we end up with RPIs like 20 or 21. And so I think that, you know, in time, uh, when the pain heals, 
pain goes away, it diminishes, pain diminishes that we'll look back on it as a very successful season. You know, you, you mentioned uh, something uh, talking about the lineups and, and I doubt there's another school that did that <laughs> all season long. Uh, was How difficult did that make your job? Uh, because you had so many talented people on the team and you look at it on the surface maybe and you're thinking, man, that's that's a great problem to have, right? I got I got all these girls that are A-list players, but I can only play nine of them. Uh, and, and so how difficult was that for you? And do people understand what you actually had to go through deciding, okay, I'm going to put, you know, Alderink in instead of you know, whoever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just what was, the, what was that like for you? You know what? It, for me, it was a lucky privilege. It was a, a very much a privilege to have just so many talented players uh, available at different times. And, and at a point you know, where we got down to 10, 11 players that were capable starters at the high D1 level. And we were never, ever, you know, where we didn't have a good team on the field. I, I didn't feel like I felt like every game we played, we could have won with the lineup we had that night. And, you know, there was a point where I think we had like six or seven kids out at the same time or unavailable. Um, and those are challenging, but like as a coach, you enjoy those moments because that's, that's a, a, you know, the thrill of coaching is overcoming challenges and facing adversity. And, you know, this, you know, I don't, I don't know if anyone needs to understand that other than it's exciting for a coach to have that challenge. So you you, uh, you guys take care of business in the regular season. You win the Sun Belt Conference regular season title. You go take care of the business at the tournament. Um, that's obviously gratifying, right? I mean, you set out to do that. Uh, you didn't want to have the, a kind of a, a spoiled championship by winning the regular season, but not the tournament, right? I mean, so talk about that and what, what that meant to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's our goal this year. That'll be our goal next year to win the Sun Belt. Um, and it'll be our goal to win the Sun Belt tournament. You know that'll be a that's an important thing. It's a it's a a mark of where we're at as a program. And the minute you know you you don't win the Sun Belt or you don't win the Sun Belt tournament, you know you slip just a little bit in that sense or that standard. And we want to maintain as many high standards as we can. Uh, you know we've made it to that regional final. What how many thirteen years in a row? You know, we want to get to that regional final. That's a standard of our program. And 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 we want to get back. We want to get we, we want to do more than those things. We want to accomplish more at the end of the year. Um, and that, so that becomes kind of a priority for us over this next 12 months is focusing on how do we get past this hurdle of the regional final. But but you don't want to give anything away. So we're not going to you know, we're not going to overlook the Sun Belt. We're not going to overlook the Sun Belt tournament. And I think it's a huge credit to our girls to to go out and, you know, I think the Sunbelt got four teams and I believe that's probably the all-time high for the Sunbelt. So arguably you could say, you know, they went 20 and three, um, 21 and three in the toughest Sunbelt conference ever. And that's even makes it kind of makes you realize how special the season was to have only three losses um, to go eight and one against the other three NCAA tournament teams in the Sun Belt, Troy, Texas State, and South Alabama. Another huge accomplishment for our ball club this year. And so those things like that that will pop out and become more relevant to you as you go forward. Um, but, you know, immediately after you lose in the NCAA tournament, it's always a devastating time. Absolutely. We're talking with head coach Jerry Glasgow. 
uh, Raging Cajun softball. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more. We're going to talk about some of the girls that are leaving, most notably Summer. Uh, I want to get your uh, assessment of her and obviously uh, give you a chance to kind of dote on her because she had uh, a phenomenal career. And, and then we'll talk a little bit more about Cajun softball, what's, what's, what's coming up in the future for you guys. Don't go away more on Inside Cajun Nation when we come back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust, head coach of the Raging Cajun softball program. Jerry Glasgow, kind enough to join us. And coach, before we left the break, uh, I told you I'd ask you about summer, so we'll start there. Obviously, one of the great talents and come through uh, the Raging Cajun program, which is saying a lot. Uh, and she's definitely one of the best pitchers in the country. What was it like to coach a, a, a young lady who had that much talent and that much drive to be as good as she was? A very special privilege for any coach, and especially for this coach, to have a talented ace like Summer Ellison, always wanted the ball, always took the ball. Uh, easy to work with, you know, if you if you gave her the ball, she was elated and ready for the challenge. And if you, you know, needed to rest her and let someone else have an opportunity for experience, she was supportive of that and always supportive of her teammates. You know, in fact, she's a hometown a hometown athlete in our program is really special uh, for for not only her and our town, but for us as coaches. It's just it's just one of those uh, experiences that you get in your career that will always be looked back on with great memories and great fondness. And and uh, you know she could make you happy when she took that ball to the circle because you knew you were going to come out of it a win most all all the time. So when we look ahead now to to next season, obviously. I'm assuming that she's not coming back. I mean, she just got married. I'm guessing that's she's done, right? Or do you know that yet? Uh, she's out of eligibility. So it's oh, okay. Is, uh, I didn't know. <laughs> he is definitely a, a alumni now. Of the <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Well, I did, you know, the COVID threw me off. I didn't know if she got, you know, let's give everybody another year. <laughs> um, so, so looking forward in the circle, uh, are you excited about what you, what you, expect to have coming up in this next season oh yeah very much so you know it never ends and you you, ha you have to, you're making we're making plans for the 2022 season back in you know in 2018 and and we're more than ever excited we finally have got our first full class of high school kids that we recruited no one in that class had been recruited at the time I took the job and, and I went out, that was the class that we focused on, the 21 and the 22 recruiting class. And now they're finally here. It seems like it's been forever, you know. So for four years, we've been talking to the young ladies that will be freshmen here in the fall, um, like Sam Landry and, um, um, you know, Sam Landry and Kayla Falterman and Sam Grader and, you know, the, the whole class, it'll, it, it's going to be a tremendous uh, group of players. Maddie Hayden, the younger sister of a, of a former uh, great Raging Cajun, uh, exciting player. Maddie will, I expect her to, to help us win games from the first day she's on campus. She's very talented. And, uh, you know, we're just really excited. And along with, we got, you know, the, the progress. One of the most exciting things of the 2021 season was the progress of Kendra Lamb and her growth as a player. 
and to have her back now for the next two seasons is beyond exciting for us as coaches and 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 the reason that when you know when the preseason polls come out next year we'll be ranked right there at the top of the of the country and you know I expect to be in the top 25 the opening poll with Kendra Lamb and the statement she made at the NCAA regional was great and then we've got uh, you know some other players have signed and coming in the fall with uh, experience and you know we just start back go to work work harder than ever when you talk about uh, next season, I guess I'm assuming the schedule is kind of – you kind of know who you're going to play. Did you like the way the schedule worked out this past season? And obviously you have to play those uh, uh, power five schools to kind of get yourself noticed a little bit among the, uh, among the outsiders. But uh, is, that, is that the plan moving forward for this coming – next season? Uh, as well, you know, play those top tier teams uh, that that aren't in the Sun Belt. Yeah, we want to we want to play every good team that we can play, you know, and uh, you know, it's a priority that our fan base deserves to see us play the top teams. And you want your kids to have an experience of playing those top teams before the end of the year. You want to play them early in the year. It's like to play somebody in the middle of the year. Uh, this year, we were able to play Alabama late in the year, and I thought that was really good for our team. Um, Going into the Sun Belt tournament, I think that helped us having played Alabama on the road. Um, and we want to add, and we're working on the schedule. We we don't have the schedule done by any means. We there's a lot of pieces that we're putting together at this time, and that's that's something that'll over the course of the summer we should get that uh, schedule, you know, filled out. But we'll take our time with it, and you know, we got to make a few adjustments based on how we think we can get the RPI and how we can improve our RPI. And it, it, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a very competitive schedule, and and we believe we'll be able to compete well with anybody that we play. Good stuff. Now, it may be too early to know this, but are, is your coaching staff going to stay intact, or how's that going to work? Do you have any idea yet? Everybody's sticking around. They want they want a they want a Cajun championship ring. <laughs> everybody wants everybody wants to be a Cajun, and everybody wants the ring. Absolutely. Good stuff, Coach. Um, so just talk a little bit about recruiting now, because, you know, that's one of those things you kind of alluded to it a little bit before with uh, having all the girls that you, you, you guys went out and got. Um, but how does that look moving forward? It never stops. Right. That, that's a part of this that never ends for you guys as, as coaches. Uh, so how is that looking for the upcoming season as well? Well, with COVID, we lost a year, uh, a little over a year of recruiting. So our focus this summer will be on the 23 and 24 classes, which means the kids that will be freshmen in 2024 and freshmen in 2025. So that's how far we're working ahead. And then initially the first couple of weeks of summer, we've got to get back out. We've got kids that we haven't saw play in about 15 months, maybe some even up to 18 months because of the COVID restrictions and the dead period that the NCA had. So I, I first, before I do anything else, I want to get back out, reacquaint myself with the athletes that we already have committed. And then beyond that, I want to, you know, we'll start identifying prospects for that 2024 and 2025 freshman classes. Cool deal. Look, my this last question I got for you is, is not softball related. It's more related to the beard. Is that ever going to make another appearance? Or uh, does that is that an off season thing, or is that just a you know a quarantine thing? <laughs> that was a first. That was a first in my lifetime experience. I've yeah. never ever had a beard before. Um, 
So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, when I'm duck hunting this winter, I might want to grow that beard. I kind of liked it. I liked it protect you from the wind and the sun. And so there was some advantages to beard and uh, when you're in the hunting blind. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it didn't look real good on, on, at, at a coach's uh, press conference either. So I can't ever do. Yeah, I can't ever do. It doesn't look right on me. So that's yeah. good stuff. It looked all right on you. It, it, I, I could never pull it off. Then. All right, Coach. I Thanks so much for the time. And I uh, look forward to chatting with you uh, in the future. Uh, all the best as uh, as you move forward here. And uh, and we look forward to, to much more success for the Caden softball program, Coach. Thanks. Thank you. As we close out this season, I want to be sure and, and thank Cajun Nation and all the fans for all the support. And this has been a really difficult year for fans and for our fan base. And, you know, the, they were taken away in a lot of ways from, from what they want to do in support of our team. And, and we're just tremendously appreciative of them. And we look forward to re-engaging our fan base and, and getting to know them again, just as we are trying to get to know our recruits. It's, it's a, you know, it's a, a, a lot of negatives come out of the COVID experience. That, but the positive is you never appreciate them more than when they're taken away from you by, by the restriction that were put in place. But we look forward to that. And we want to say thank you to everyone for, what, for their continued support. Excellent, Coach. Thanks so much. Well said. And we look forward to talking to you in the future. That's head coach Jerry Glasgow from the Cajun softball team. And uh, that is going to do it for this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Have a great evening. We'll see you next time.